Episode 32, Nightclub Security. Gay Pride Week starts in San Francisco in a few days. In light of the Orlando massacre, what should club owners be thinking about? And what precautions should they be taking? This is the Crime School Radio Show. Where industry experts discuss the business of fighting crime and prevention strategies for making places safe. Leading today's discussion is security expert Chris McGoey. Welcome to Crime School. It's been almost a week since that horrible massacre at the Orlando Gay Nightclub. People are still in shock, and those in the nightclub and bar business are still reeling from the impact and now have a new worry. Is this something that could happen here to us? Now, during this past week, I've been contacted repeatedly by the media and nervous business owners and club owners, especially gay club owners. In San Francisco, they're going to celebrate Gay Pride Week in a few days. And I'm here to tell you, they're up in arms. And they've had a series of meetings with the San Francisco Police Department scrambling for ideas and wondering if they have to do something different this year. After all, there's always a concern about copycatters out there that saw the fanfare and all the media coverage from the Orlando massacre and might think, here's another opportunity. As sick as that thought process is, it's becoming our new reality, isn't it? Now, this year in San Francisco, in addition to Gay Pride Week, they're also joining forces with the Black Lives Matter movement. Kind of adds another wrinkle to the political stage. And that format has been untested. That combination in San Francisco as it hits Civic Center downtown and Market Street, and then later on in the nightclubs and bars, we're not really sure if that variable will play out any different. So many of those questions were posed to me recently by a writer with the San Francisco Chronicle newspaper. I spoke with Eden Vaziri. So let me get Eden on the line, and let's talk about this. This is the Crime School Radio Show. After a short break, we will introduce today's special guest. This is You're a reporter with the San Francisco Chronicle? Yeah, and the story I'm working on is we have our uh, Pride weekend is coming up this, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. And um, so there'll be a lot of people coming to the nightclubs um, in the Castro neighborhood and the bars. And of course, there's a big celebration. So this this story will will be running in the middle of next week, just it's kind of an walk up to that. Um, so a few questions about Orlando and just security in general, if that's okay. So let me start asking you, um, is there, if you're a club owner in the Castro or really anywhere, because there was the uh, attack in Paris last year that was just at a big concert hall, 
is there anything you should be doing right now to become more secure, if that's possible? Well, as you can imagine, this is a hot topic of conversation for all nightclub owners, uh, simply because of what happened in Orlando. But at the same time, I think everyone in that business recognizes that that's something that really hasn't happened before. Sure, we've had mass shootings before. We've had uh, different versions of Islamic Jihad and people going on massacres, trying to kill as many people as possible. But this is really the first time they sort of targeted a nightclub and seemingly a gay nightclub, as if there's some connection. But that happened in Florida, and the other one you mentioned is Paris, and and these kind of mass shootings are kind of sprinkled all over the country. There's really no trend or pattern to it yet that we can put our arms around. Uh, We haven't had such a major incident in San Francisco before, so it's really a matter of awareness. Now, the thing you're asking about also, tying it to the the Gay Pride Week uh, celebration uh, in a couple of weeks, that just adds another wrinkle to it. But there's been gay pride celebrations for, for many, many years. I mean, I used to live there. I remember back in the 70s when the parade was on uh, Polk Street. So right. we've always had some uh, incidents related to the, the parades and, and the celebration over the weeks. And uh, they're largely, though, uh, centered around uh, the Civic Center and Market Street areas. But yeah, as you recognize at night, usually Saturday night, people pour out into uh, the various clubs. So what's reasonably t- to expect is what has historically happened in the past. We, we've had, we have lots of experience with these, these parades and, and the political mix. Uh, this year, we're dialing up the intensity a little bit. It sounds like we're uh, aligning ourselves with the Black Lives Matter movement as well. Uh, if there weren't enough political issues with that week, now we have one more thing kind of logged in there. So that'll be a new dynamic. But aside from that, right. you're going to have hundreds of thousands. Uh, I don't know if it's up to a million people descending on the city for uh, the weekend and, and going out and partying. So you're going to have all of your standard uh, disturbances and and disagreements. People are very tired over these very long weekends. And some people get very grouchy and you mix that up with alcohol and maybe some drugs and a little over-celebration and stuff happens. But typically, right. it, it doesn't evolve into a, quote, mass shooting where the perpetrator's only intent is to murder as many people as possible and then maybe commit you know, suicide in the process. More than likely, what club owners should anticipate are the, the, just the typical disagreements, the typical fights, Uh, There may be a political nature. They may be uh, just the standard disagreements and the standard preparations uh, should apply. Now, we can't turn a blind eye to what happened in Orlando. We're aware of it now. So we we certainly need to up our vigilance at the door. Uh, I just did a a show on uh, crimeschool.com. I think it's slash... 31, episode 31, Crime School slash 31, where I talk about the incident in Orlando. What nightclubs do, they have a gatekeeper function, usually at the front door or out front, where they have people slowing people down, trying to check IDs, make sure they're old enough, make sure they're not overly intoxicated. More and more clubs have to start checking for weapons with metal detectors or patting people down or looking in purses. 
that lowers and lessens the exposure to having weapons inside your club. So I think they need to continue doing that, those that are doing it. Those that have not yet, if they have a sizable crowd and they provide entertainment, they might, they might want to start thinking about adding that to their security repertoire and have a good relationship with the San Francisco police. Now, we know during these celebrations, the police are out in force. They're out on the street, especially in the key areas. They'll be out in the Castro, right? They'll be on Market Street. Right. They'll be down south of Market. A savvy club owner is going to make sure that he has the best relationship possible with those police officers, that they hire competent security officers, especially that are working out front, because they're really the early warning system should something arise or, or, or begin to happen. Smart club owners now need to look at their security plan. They need to dust off that binder they might have somewhere with their emergency plan, uh, making sure that uh, they're able to evacuate if necessary. Uh, they're able to shut down entertainment quickly, maybe get on the, turn on the lights quickly, uh, give some instructions to people so they can you know, get them out of there if necessary. It's almost like an earthquake, right, in San Francisco. <laughs> We're, right. more, we're more, Absolutely. we're more, yeah, we're more hip to earthquakes and how to act with earthquakes. Well, it's unfortunate, but now we have to think, how are we supposed to act during an active shooter situation? So it wouldn't hurt to, uh, to start thinking about that, having some plan in place and train all the staff to, to be able to deal with that situation and get people out of the venue safely. Right. When, um, when someone like this comes into a club is there is there truly a way to stop them though is that i mean it seems like you could put two two or three big guys at the door and that's just two or three more victims really when when you have a situation as extreme as this um is that do you feel like that's the case is there do these deterrents work against in 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 situations like this I realize that I'm the expert, and you're asking an expert this question, but the answer is obvious. <laughs> the answer is obvious, isn't it? I could ask you the question, and you would know the correct answer. Right. Um, a body uh, who, who is not armed, doesn't have body armor or any particular protection, we're all flesh and bone, we're all vulnerable to someone shooting at us. If someone is coming in, and this is our new dynamic that we have to deal with really outside of the business community, outside of the nightclub community. But if somebody comes in intent on mass murder and is heavily armed with something like an assault rifle and just starts shooting indiscriminately without care about who lives or dies, especially themselves, we're not set up for that. No business is set up for that. We're going to have to start arming clubs if we want to defend against that. We're going to have to start putting armed people at all clubs, all shops, I mean, all bars, all restaurants, what, at flower shops, hardware stores. Uh, that's not going to happen, right? Right. It's not going to happen right. in San Francisco anytime soon. This is it's a kind of a political issue. There are many moving parts to it, to the equation that have to be solved. We have to get back to our old normal. Now, that sounds strange when you talk about San Francisco, but there is a, there is a normal in San Francisco, and we have to get back to that so people feel safe and can live their lives. So the, right. public, the public's going to have to step up. 
in this fight. Uh, the bar owners and the club and the other business owners can't do it all. Everybody has to step up. We have to raise the level of awareness and intolerance, these mass shootings. We have to raise that level of intolerance to such a high point that anyone contemplating it and talking about it with anyone, you know, gets reported. Right. I mean, everybody has to participate because I guarantee you every single one of these mass shooters going back over the last 20 years, someone else knew about their intentions. And we always find out during the aftermath that there was a trail there that if somebody was paying attention or was proactive, knew about it, could have done something about it. And right. I think that's the, the stage we need to get to. So again, for club owners in San Francisco for uh, Gay Pride Week, uh, I think they need to go about business as usual with the exception. They need to have some serious conversations with their staff, their employees. They need to revisit their emergency response plan. If they don't have one, they need to make one over this next week. Uh, I, I would expect that the San Francisco Police Department is, is already in the planning stages, as they always are, that the individual club owners reach out and make sure they're part of that network so everybody knows how they're going to communicate, and that those club owners provide some extra training to their door staff, their security staff, their bouncers, and just really kind of play what-if games. What if this happens to us or here in this way? How are we going to act? What are we going to do? Right now, that's the best response and where they're likely to have the best possible outcome. Should people feel safe? Should they feel more cautious? Should they feel different about, like, about going out to clubs and bars? Well, everybody's going to feel different, right? There are, uh, but I don't, think, I don't know how you can go through life unless you're living under a rock, how you cannot be impacted about what happened in Orlando. So right. you've got to feel different. When you go out, you've got to be a little more nervous, a little more cautious. But in my world, caution is not a bad thing. I think there's a time to be highly cautious, and there's a time where you can relax. When you're in your own home, behind your locked doors, and you're, you're safe and sound, you can let your guard down, you can relax. When you go out in public, you have to start you know, raising the scale of your alertness. You need to start paying attention to your environment. As you go to somewhere like a nightclub with entertainment and alcohol, you're, you should be on a much higher alert. And right. you should always be scanning your area. Anytime you enter a club, you should be certainly aware of where the exit doors are, where the escape routes are. You should always be aware of your surroundings. You should be aware of, of the people around you. Now, my level of caution, and some say paranoia, is far higher than the average person because of what I do. But anytime I go into right. a space, whether it be a nightclub or a restaurant, I always position myself at a place where my back is kind of to the wall. I can kind of see all the doors. I could see people coming and going. Now, I'm not a lunatic, you know, where I can't enjoy myself, but I am just uh, casually to moderately aware of who's around, who's coming in, how they're acting. And anytime I see something abnormal, I perk up. And right. I'm going to watch that situation. So if anything starts to go down, I'm going to be the first one stepping. And that's, right. you know, that's the way I look at it. And uh, so if you're alert and at least paying attention, I think you could still have a good time, uh, but you got to be responsible. It's probably not the right. best time to get overly intoxicated and just lose control over your abilities and your senses. Have safe behavior. 
and that always lessens uh, your exposure. So I hope everybody has a great uh, celebration, a great week, and, and nothing does happen. Thank you so much for uh, speaking with me. I really appreciate it. This is all, this is all really great advice. Well, that about wraps up today's show. I hope you found this episode interesting and will share it with your family, friends, and coworkers. It makes a great basis for conversation and discussion. You'd be surprised how many different opinions there are out there on this subject matter. We all have different perspectives, different points of view, based on our background, our education, our training, our life experience. So it's important to have these discussions. That's how we learn, right? That's how we grow. That's how we solve problems. So here at Crime School, we're going to continue to present a variety of educational topics, but we're going to keep our focus on the theme, making places safe for people and property. Now, the subject matter is influenced by things that are happening right now in the news and based on your feedback. So I encourage you to tell me about your ideas. What do you want to hear discussed? What ideas do you think are important? I'm always looking for a guest. If you followed Crime School, you know that we've had some outstanding guests on the show. So I'm looking for those that have special knowledge about crime, crime prevention, loss prevention, that have a legal background, that want to talk about criminal law, civil law, the court system, liability and negligence. I want to talk about products, especially those that deal with solving a crime or loss prevention problem. Let's discuss it on the air. If you're a crime victim and you have a motivating story to tell or interesting outcome, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for participating in Crime School and for doing your part in making places safe. This is the Crime School Radio Show with your host, Chris McGoey. We invite you to comment on today's topic and join the Crime School community. For more information and show notes from this episode, please visit crimeschool.com.